0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Weird Stories of the Paranormal. This is Chris, your host, and to my left-hand side, I think it's is my left, right? Yeah, my left-hand side yeah, is this left. young lady. <laughs>
1: Juanita.
0: Juanita. And we have a special guest speaker today, a uh, person that I've been wanting to get on the show uh, because she is as into the paranormal as me, Juanita, and the rest of uh, CVPRG, our, our paranormal group. And she is...
2: Raquel Canela.
0: Raquel Canela, the wife of a friend of mine and a guy I've known for a long time, and I've known his brother for a long time. And uh, she was actually introduced to me by a mutual friend who told me, You know what? You need to talk to this girl. She's like you. She watches <laughs> The Exorcist at midnight with nobody around and the lights off for some insane reason. <laughs> and to find people like that is very rare. You know what I mean? People who are paranormal without it being cool paranormal on their own time and Who just love the paranormal and everything about it, you know, so Give us a little backstory on you Raquel and you know a little gist on what got you into the paranormal and and so on
2: Well, my first introduction to anything paranormal was when I was about five years old um, Back in the day, we didn't have cable per se. We only had three channels. You yeah, know, that's all we could watch well about three o'clock this black and white movie comes on and I'm sitting there watching. And it was Nosferatu. Oh
3: yeah. Oh, I gosh. love that movie.
2: I instantly was like glued to the TV. And after that, yep. that's all I wanted to do was watch scary movies, scary things. So the next Monday, when I went back to school, I went to the library and checked out some books and it was a book called 10 scary stories. And it was just a simple book, right? I read every single story every week. Oh yeah, I, just I kept bet. kept checking it out, kept checking it out, and ever since then, I've just loved everything scary.
0: Oh man, that's an awesome story. I think anybody who's like truly into the paranormal and who isn't doing it because it's the cool thing to do nowadays, mm-hmm. they all have deep rooted stories like that. Mm-hmm. It's a specific movie, a specific story, something that happened to them as a kid that got their curiosity piqued and it just kind of ran away from them in the sense that like all of a sudden everything they wanted to do was paranormal. You know, you went from being a a 10 year old kid who loves Santa to a 10 year old kid who loves a vampire. (laughs) You know what I mean? In my case, I was a 10 year old kid who loves zombies when everybody was calling me a nerd and you're dumb. And why do you watch those dumb, weird movies? Because uh, one thing to tell you, we've, we've even talked about this on our podcast I am one of the biggest B-movie lovers you're yeah. ever going to meet. I watch yeah, the cheesiest B-movies. Yeah. I've watched movies that people don't even know exist. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I was telling her, I actually have a friend who made a movie called Lunch Meat. It's probably the most generic B-movie you'll ever watch. <laughs> um, but one of the guys who plays the character, Chuck Ellis, his son is probably one of my best friends. We grew up together. He's uh-huh. a great guy. So I know these guys who come out in these movies. I know the actors. Um, and. He is actually, he was actually, before he passed away, uh, rest in peace, Chuck, was uh, best friends with Captain Spaulding from the Devil's Rejects and House oh, of a wow. Thousand Corpses. And anybody who's a big Rob Zombie fan knows yeah, who Captain, Captain Spaulding. Spaulding is. I mean, that's,
3: <laughs> right.
0: I wouldn't say a scary clown per se. He's scary in the sense that guys like that could really exist Yeah. as opposed to, you know, like Demented. it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he's one of the most popular clowns because his comedy and those Z- Rob Zombie movies is just so way out there. You know right. Right? the things that he does, the things that he says. You know uh, uh, Sid Haig, who who passed away, I yes. think a year and a half, maybe two years ago. You know rest in peace as well. But yeah, man, that's really cool. It's you know for me, it was The Exorcist and things like that that yeah. really got me into it. My family huge you know movie uh scary movie people Mm -hmm. had us watching movies like that when we were young same thing with Juanita she was watching those movies when she was young and uh I really think it takes a special person to be a true paranormal believer Mm -hmm. at least to the level that we are where it's a part of our life right you know like where sports are a part of people's lives where I could say I honestly bleed Dodger blue. The Dodgers are part of my life. So is the world of the paranormal.
3: Absolutely. You know,
0: some subjects more than others. Yeah. Uh, some people are more into the uh, occult. Yeah. Some people are more into the uh, cryptids like Bigfoot, mm-hmm. you know, Loch Ness Monster and so on. Some people are into the ghosts and the goblins and the ghouls. And then you got the people who are into the UFOs and right. and things like that. But at the end of the day, we all are under the same umbrella. Things that are out there that nobody can explain, not even science, uh, even though some scientists say that they can explain away a lot of these things. But, you know, we're all under, under that same umbrella that, you know, things that just pique our interest we're the kind of people who want to walk into rooms even when they're dark and we just heard a noise.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and for some weird reason, instead of running away, we're like, ooh, I wonder yeah. what that was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, let's go investigate that. On, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I like to use, I always like to use the analogy, we are, you know, the Scooby-Doo kind of people. Oh, you mean? know, because even though Scooby and Shaggy portrayed the scared ones who always ran away from fear, uh, Velma and fred and uh daphne Daphne. Daphne, Mm -hmm. they always were like no something's up yeah Yeah. there has to be something going (laughs) on whether it's paranormal or somebody's actually causing this to happen who knows but i want to go in there yeah you know what i mean so we we are all a bunch of scubby scooby-doo people yeah that's right all right ladies So uh, unfortunately today, our cousin Jennifer will not be able to join us. I really wish that she could because I'm going to talk about something today that pertains to uh, the topic and would actually relate to her because she's been to this place. Uh, But our topic today is tools that people use uh, to either summon spirits or summon the dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a wide array of things that can be used, everything from seances to... Potions to curses, um, yeah. voodoo. Uh, what was mirrors, that? Mirrors, mirrors, mirrors. I mean, there's yeah, so many different uh, ways of of summoning the dead um, uh, that people use to you know like uh, bring the dead back and stuff like that. Outside of what you see in movies like uh, um, the zombie movies nowadays, uh, because a lot of that is really scientific. A lot of them are. Are uh, uh, virus based, uh, like yeah. the Rage movies, like uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Mm-hmm. Those aren't those aren't raising the dead per se. It's a virus that caused it, or you know, like the uh, Return of the Living Dead, or or what is now known as the George Romero movies. Yeah. He never originally specified what he said caused those zombie apocalypses, but it is now known that it was UFOs, mm-hmm. and that's actually uh, the Walking Dead now has attached itself to that. uh, uh, Robert Kirkman, the guy who created The Walking Dead Mm -hmm. and who took his idea to Image Comics and and Tom McFarlane and those guys, um, he has now revealed as well that it was a uh, a UFO uh, uh, invasion-type virus thing that Mm -hmm. came from outer space that caused this Walking Dead Scenario that everybody is so in love with. I know I am. Uh, I mean, up until recently, I stopped watching, but I was definitely a big Walking Dead fan.
1: Definitely, um, I remember we would talk about it. And oh yeah. Do anything? I think didn't you have to plan your wedding around the Walking Dead? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I <remember> yes. That.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, anybody who knows me really well, or is going to get to know me, or has heard me on any of my podcasts, I'm a very passionate person. Yes. When it comes to things that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whether it be sports, collecting, um, certain shows that I love to watch, things like that. I definitely will plan my life around it. (laughs) Uh, I want to convince myself it's because I want to do everything in my power to live a happy and, and, and good life um but no i'm just a huge nerd you know i'm like i'm a big nerd and Damn. and, 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 and at, at my age now i am okay with that right you know what i mean maybe nerd or geek bothered me back in the days because i wanted girls to not think i was goofy but now i'm a married man i don't care you know what i mean i'm a nerd i'm okay so today um We're all going to go ahead and share a little bit about uh, the topics that we're talking about, which is, you know, tools that are used. Uh, I think it's an interesting topic um, because I think all of us are going to bring a different perspective. I know I have a a specific story that I want to, uh, you know, talk to our listeners about that has always captured my imagination big time. Um, So uh, I can't wait to get into that. I can't wait to get into uh, what is uh, uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite parts of the show, which is us telling personal stories. Okay. Um, doesn't have to necessarily be uh, on topic of what today's topic is about, but they're just personal paranormal stories that happened to us, our families, or family members that we know um, that affected us to the point where we just vividly remember it. And we want to recount that to our listeners. First, though, ladies. So uh, I got sent a video from a friend of mine, uh, my friend Monica. Uh, wishing you well, you and your family, Monica uh, Big ups to you and, and, and your kids um, She sent me a video that a friend of hers Who works at the one of the local hospitals uh, For all our listeners out there who haven't heard the show We live in the Coachella Valley Out in the Palm Springs area Or Coachella Like everybody <laughs> knows us now um, And there's a hospital out here called JFK It's been around since 1979 uh, it was originally called uh, uh, Indio Memorial Hospital. That's right, New Memorial Hospital. That's where I was born. I don't want to date the ladies, so I don't know if they were born there or not. <laughs> and uh, it eventually became JFK. And so I've always heard stories about it being haunted, about people telling me they saw a black shadow. They saw uh, somebody passed away. and They saw, like, a spirit fly out of them. You know, uh, seeing is believing in my book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody actually was cleaning, they work, I guess maybe like housekeeping or something. And somebody was cleaning one of the OR rooms and they captured something there that was pretty interesting to me. Um, I don't necessarily think it's paranormal. I just think it's really interesting and really cool. What could have caused this to happen? So me and Juanita have seen this video already.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I do want to get your reaction Raquel, because, uh, you know, you're our guest speaker, and, and you haven't seen this video yet. So just pay really close attention to what's about to happen. She is out there cleaning, mm-hmm. and she catches this. I mean, it's it's just odd.
1: Because she's far away.
0: Yeah, because she's so far so away. Motion sensor. So, yeah. so what it is, folks, uh, since you guys can't see what's going on, it's one of those motion-centered trash cans uh i've been around them before you know working in offices and things like that so i know how they work you got to be close enough for the sensor to go off Mm -hmm. um she looks like she's probably what like maybe 10 feet away 15 10 15 feet away now can it go off being that far away, maybe. That's Anything very plausible.
1: My mom has that same trash can.
0: Yeah, you were saying and,
1: that. Like, you have to wave your hand right above it for it to open or close.
2: Yeah. yeah. My sister has the same trash can. Sometimes we're like,
1: open, Yeah.
2: Like, we're right above it.
0: Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, and
1: walking by it doesn't make it open.
0: Exactly. Really. And and so I've had that same experience that you had where I've, you know, and and I would say that maybe the trash can was a little old and beat up. Maybe the sensor didn't work as well anymore. Yeah. But like you said, you have to be still close to it for it to, to like make it. a fairly new trash can. And it looks like a ver- yeah. fairly new trash can. And exactly. It be
1: older, it would be like more right. reluctant to.
0: Open. More, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the opening. It's kind of like, like the way we get out just, of bed in the morning, right? Just,
1: right. Open like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it just, right, like I said, I don't know if it's paranormal. It seems that way because what caused that trash can to open like that? Right. You know what I mean? And it didn't just do it once. It did it a couple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is in a room, the OR, where I'm sure there's been a lot of traumatic right. events. Right, You know what I mean? And then
2: it did it a, a few times, and then it stopped.
0: Exactly. So it's not
2: like it was faulty where it kept yeah, up and down. Exactly. yeah that's, so that's the other the thing, other thing yeah. you know
0: that's the other thing where if it was faulty yeah you're right the, yeah. where it would keep you know popping up and down mm-hmm. or you could see it you know you know kind of wanting to open but not opening right, yeah. because maybe the I don't know if it well, do they run on batteries or something or do you have to plug oh, that yeah. in I'm not sure how those work you know I mean I, I'm curious to find out if, if it uses yeah. like an AC electrical adapter or if it's or, a, yeah. Yeah, if it's electrical or or if you use oh, like you, you know adapters. double D batteries or something or, or C batteries or something um, but it just it, it caught me off guard I thought it was a pretty cool video and i really appreciate them sharing that with us mm-hmm. um because i love sharing these videos uh uh you know as the first thing to start the show yeah. off because it's i think it's cool to like see something like that happen yeah. before we get into the show and telling our stories and stuff i think it kind of like gets our adrenaline going yeah like wow that's pretty cool yeah. you know what i mean like that's a trip like how that, how'd that happen and then it triggers
2: Stuff in your mind. Oh, I remember when this happened.
0: Yeah, and exactly that exactly. Yeah. Yes and that 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 trigger will definitely take you down a rabbit hole Especially <laughs> with with people who love the paranormal yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, So all righty ladies, so we're gonna go ahead and get into this uh, uh, topic right here uh, I picked this topic for a specific reason The story that I am gonna tell at the end of the night. It's not a long story It's a brief story because I don't want to give a lot away um, because there's so many stories about the house I used to live in Mm. that if I go on too long, I'm going to tell a lot of those stories. So I'm going to kind of keep it specific to the reason why I chose this topic Mm. when I tell you that story. Um, but, uh, all right, Raquel, since you are our guest speaker today, (laughs) you get to kick things off and give us a little about, uh, what you know about, uh, uh, these tools that are used to raise either spirits the dead and uh um and things like that
2: well growing up we always heard about them because my family's a lot like your guys's family where it, there's so much um you know pull to the paranormal stuff mm-hmm. that my family has so i i heard about stories like this growing up i've always been into it but about 15 years ago um, my ex-husband and i purchased a home in india and it was a super duper fixer upper and it was a bad house and a bad neighborhood, but we really liked the layout. We really wanted this house and it was a great price. So we purchased it. Mm-hmm. So when we got the keys, we went into the house and when we walked into the house, everything looked great. Then the realtor, who was also a friend of my husband, ex-husband said, um, there's a room in the back. Um, the owners refer to it as the voodoo room. And I was like, okay, well, I want to see this Buddha room. So we went to the back and sure enough, it was like a casita room that they had added to the house Mm -hmm. and it had a closet, a walk-in closet with double doors. And when you open the double doors, it was black. Wow. Wow! So I thought, okay, that's interesting. They painted the closet black, but on closer inspection, it was soot.
3: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So
2: it was completely black ceiling. Yeah. Everything was black and it was the soot. Wow. So then we started looking at the floor and it was just cement floor. It was a room that was undone and there was red candle wax all over the floor oh and little like gosh. splotches. So I thought, okay, this is even more interesting, right? So then we started cleaning out the house and getting ready to, you know, renovate it so that we can move in. And we found jars of water. Oh my God. Mm. With pictures in them. And then we found candles. And it had it was the candles that we see in the Garden City you know, with the you know
3: the, the saints, mm-hmm.
2: but it would have somebody's picture on it, and oh, it wow. had hair wrapped around it.
0: Oh what? wow! Yeah.
2: So uh, there was an awful lot of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, getting in there. into
0: the creepy aspect yeah. of that story.
2: There was a lot of stuff going on in there, and a, a couple of the um, candles had a penny over the saint's face with wax.
1: Oh my god! Holding
2: the penny over the saint's face, and when I was asking. You know, people that I knew, you know, were into this, they said, well, the penny is to shun, you know, the saint from seeing what they're doing. And they're obviously oh, doing wow. the bad stuff. So, yeah. that, you know, they can't, you know, have the good people looking at the bad stuff. So I thought it was interesting. Okay. You know, we threw this stuff away. My kids are freaked out. I, I don't want to go in the voodoo room. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mom, no. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And um, my whole entire family knew it as the voodoo room. Yeah. We're done renovating the house. I'm going to move stuff in, and it was during the summertime, so I'm by myself because I don't work during the summer, and I go into the voodoo room because that's the one place that, you know, we haven't officially finished off yet, and I figured I'd go in there, put my blankets down because I'm going to put them in, in you know, the on the bed in the rooms. So I go in there, there's a couch in there, put the blankets down and the pillows down. They all had their pillowcases ready to go on the beds. Go back out to the truck. Come back in. Pillowcases are off the pillows. What? Oh, wow. Blankets are just thrown everywhere. Wow. So I closed the door. And I says, okay, listen here. We're not going to have any of this. This is not going to happen. Not on my watch. So whatever you need to do, do it. Get it over with. You know, let, Let's see who you are. Because otherwise, yeah. I don't have time for this. Yeah. I had chills all over my body as I was doing it. Walked out. And that was that. Yeah. It stopped? It stopped for me. Oh. oh, wow. All
0: right. We're going to stop right there because I want you to share some more of that in other podcasts. we got, oh, we got to stretch gosh. these stories out for these people. And always keep them wanting more. That's what they say. Always keep them wanting more. But you know what? It, it, it's interesting because, uh, uh, number one, voodoo is, of course, world-renowned as a religion that is practiced in a lot of uh, Southeast Indies a lot of uh, uh, haitian countries mm-hmm. and and you know out uh, um in uh, cuba dominican republic and, right. and 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 places like that um in africa of course where they say voodoo originated
3: mm-hmm.
0: um and it's definitely been one of the most recognized tools for what they consider to be raising the dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um now with candles and things like that, sometimes it borders on what they call santeria. Right. Brujeria, uh, santeria. Brujeria, yeah. santeria, which is another very well-known practiced religion uh, in uh, South America and in Mexico now.
3: Right.
0: Actually, there's huge amount of people uh, to the point where I was actually talking about, uh, about this to a friend of mine the other day. Mm-hmm. There's actually whole uh, uh, countries out there that are now practicing uh, uh, or not countries, but states that are practicing Santeria oh, yeah. in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's starting to become like almost as big as Catholicism out yeah. there. Not that. And so, uh, you know, when they use these candles and use people's hair, these personal items, mm-hmm. it's meant to directly affect somebody okay. specifically. Right. Who it is, I don't know. I hope one of my pictures wasn't in one of those... <laughs>
3: One of those okay, jars with water.
0: Jars floating. <laughs> the, the last <laughs> thing I needed <laughs> Roqueiro to come in like, hmm, you I thought I recognized know. you. You look familiar. Because with my experiences with my ex, it's very possible. <laughs> 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 and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's man, that's an interesting story. Um, now, when you guys said you renovated the house, you, you meant like you had to like do reconstruction and stuff, right? Yeah,
2: because it's funny. We were talking about Santeria and Brujeria because the house was a drug house and it, drugs mm. were sold out of there. So now after yeah. the fact and, and asking people, you know, well, this is what I found. This is what was happening. This is what's going on. They're like, okay, well, this is why yeah. and I didn't yeah. understand that the two went hand in hand. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And I found Absolutely. that out, you know, you know moving in and there.
0: I gotta say you and your ex and your kids, uh, I'll give you guys some credit, man. Uh, because everything you're describing to me, is something that is definitely on a paranormal and negative level with the drug use and, and these, you know, the voodoo and what they call the voodoo room. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you add the uh, aspect of any paranormal uh, investigator knows that anytime you, you experience paranormal in a house, you see ghosts, you are experiencing things Um, doing construction on a home is a really good way to wake spirits. Yeah. Um, you know remodeling doing construction Disturbing what spirits are there who don't like what you're doing.
2: Yeah, we straight knock down walls and stuff
0: Yeah, you know, so I can only imagine the stuff that was coming out of that house that affected you Your ex-husband and your kids Mm -hmm. Um while living there, how long did you guys live in that house
2: for about 10 years
0: 10 years? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good amount of time You know, but like I said, I give you credit, uh I'm the same way. If I walk into a room and I hear somebody say, get out, I don't run away. I'm like, no, you get out. This is my house.
3: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And ain't nobody going to chase me out of my house. I don't Mm -hmm. care who you are. Only one allowed to tell me what to do with my life is God and my mom. And that's it. And my mom only because she's my mom. (laughs) You know, but outside of that, yeah, Yeah. I I totally agree. I'm, I'm not the kind who gets scared who, you know, because a lot of people consider those to be open doors. Yes. You know, and an open door, um, if you I mean, if you base it on what movies say, an open door is a bad thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If you base it off what investigators say, an open door can be a bad or a good mm-hmm. thing, because then you find out the reasons why that house is paranormal, why that house has issues. You just hope you don't open the wrong door that invites something in that wants to harm anybody right. like right. a poltergeist or something like, or a demon, yeah. you know, if you believe in such things. And
2: then right. there's the aspect of having teenagers in that house.
0: Yes. Which also opens that up. Yes, right. absolutely. Because almost yeah. every movie you've seen about a possession is... A always involving children.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think it's not so much because they're not mentally strong. I think it's because of their innocence and because they're they're so easily convinced of things. Yes. They're so, yeah, yeah. Number one, they're very open. They're like that open door. Yeah. And, um,
1: They're impressionable. They're
0: very impressionable. That's exactly the word I was looking for. They're very impressionable Mm -hmm. kids, especially at a younger age. Maybe when they're teenagers, they kind of blow you off a little bit Mm -hmm. more. But when they're younger, they're very impressionable. Mm -hmm. They see something that's there, and whether somebody believes the child or not, they're thinking, well, but this is saying it's friendly. It wants to be my friend. It wants to play with me. And so then they invite it in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And once they invite that into their home or into their life, then that's where the issues can start. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough, but I'm a firm believer in believing that if God is first, nothing can destroy you, nothing can affect you. I honestly believe that, um, especially after the things that I've put myself through in my life and that I've gone through in my life. You know, I've always believed that even when I have issues with God and I argue with God, I honestly believe that if He's really first in my life and I really have the faith in Him that He can be more powerful than anything in this universe, I don't worry about ghosts. What can they do to me? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that that was a good story. That was really interesting. And and I look forward to getting into more of things that happened in that home because I'm sure in your head, you have a million stories running around right now that are like, oh, wait till you hear about this. Which is (laughs) awesome because that's what this show is about. (laughs) So, all right, we're going to move on to Juanita.
1: Okay. So, um, well, I don't have... um, I do, but not like, um, it's more like a fun story. All right. So, I like fun Because um, you, you mentioned Ouija boards. And, um, so in high school, at a cheerleading slumber party, um, somebody had a Ouija board and we thought, this will be fun. Let's play with it, right? Because, you know, we're a bunch of cheerleaders and we're... Did I mention I'm a cheer coach? Are you? Oh, yes.
3: my gosh.
1: <laughs> I love the story <laughs> even more.
3: <laughs> Perfect.
1: So, there we are. Um, there's about 10 girls at, um... My good friend, Dana, can I say your last thing too? No. Oh. Um, so, Dana's house and we're there. Um, Dana's mom is not home. She's out. And so, we're just like, you know, doing the basic cheerleading girl thing. We're eating pizza. We're telling stories. And I forget who it was that had this, this board, right? And so, we're intrigued. All of them. But there's <laughs> like three girls that are scared you know, oh they're, yeah like they yeah, run, there's always gonna be those ones they go there like one is calling her mom to pick her up and then the other two are just as far away from the board as you can get so there we are we're playing it you know and i, I again i don't remember but one of the girls like knew about the rules mm-hmm. you know so she's like you can't ask it when you're gonna die you can't ask it how you're gonna die um, you know, there was like these questions you have to say, hello, you have to say goodbye and you have to you know, close it out. Like she knew the rules. Mm-hmm. So we're like very serious. We're all sitting there. We're doing it, you know, and then of course, like we're, we, you know, we've got this little table that we're doing it on. And I, um, of course I'm in there playing, like I'm like front and center, and I could feel that it was being pulled. Now, I don't know if somebody mm-hmm. was pulling yep. on it or pushing on it Which or what. Which
0: is always an issue with the Ouija boards Is somebody actually <laughs> moving
3: the exactly. planchette?
1: But I can tell you for certainty that it was not me. But we were getting some interesting messages coming through the board. And, of course, somebody, you know, decides not to follow the rules. And they ask, when am I going to die? How am I going to die? Oh, yeah. And so at that point and uh, that's when like it was just yeah. like, going yeah. crazy. Of we course. were just getting names. We were getting times. We were getting streets. It was really really so then that really dampened the mood of course yeah and the rest of the night we were just like we couldn't go to sleep we couldn't yeah. go to the bathroom yeah. like there was like all yeah, of us no. had to go Absolutely. together like to yeah. the bathroom with doors open yeah. because we were so scared but like wow. so excited well for me yeah. I was like so excited you know it's was like hmm. and um so that's my experience with the Ouija board and um, that was my only experience with the Ouija board. And I, and, and I don't know who had it and because we never played it again after mm-hmm.
3: that. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we, like, we joked about, like, oh, let's go do it uh, in yeah. a cemetery. Let's go play yeah.
0: Ouija
1: board in the cemetery. <laughs> we never did, though.
0: Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. You know, uh, it's really interesting you bring up the Ouija board because if there's one of the more famous tools yes. that is used to summon spirits, uh, mm-hmm. or to summon the dead. Uh the Ouija board is the one. That's right. the one everybody recognizes yeah, because of the the Exorcist and, and, and so on and so right. forth. Uh now the Exorcist of course is based on an actual fact. Uh it wasn't a little girl, it was a little boy from Baltimore.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh he moved his the the father moved the family to St. Louis once he became a believer that his son really was possessed mm-hmm. um because there was a cardinal there who said that he could help Mm-hmm. Once that, once the church gave him permission mm-hmm. to do the actual exorcism, right. but it was all started because of the a Ouija board, board
3: yeah.
0: you know, and, and, uh, he was talking to what was communicating back to him as a friend, yeah. you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, you get these little kids, they talk to something, they, f- whatever it is, makes them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, makes them feel liked and loved. And so then they, you know, kind of like f- believe more into it, right? you know, uh, and of course, there's always those people in the story. It's like that commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, I think it's an insurance commercial. And it shows like uh, a Jason type killer guy with a chainsaw. Um, and has the four people running around. Oh yeah, like, yeah,
1: let's, let's get yeah.
2: in the running car. Exactly. Let's, and like, <laughs> no, are you crazy? Let's go, let's go, go hide now. behind the machetes.
0: <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> there's so always weird. those people. Yes, yes. That are like, oh, whatever. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Until it happens, yeah. yeah. Until something significant happens, and then they're like, "Okay, why did I go there?" You know right. what I mean?
3: Yeah.
0: Because that's the Ouija board is one of those things that it definitely can open doors mm-hmm. to what? Who knows? It can be an open door to, you know, a, a ghost, a relative. You know, something like that. Right. But it can also be an open door to a demon yeah. or something that doesn't belong on what we consider this plane. An angry yeah.
2: entity. Yeah. An
0: angry entity, you know, and, and things like that. And then what makes it worse is if it attaches itself to somebody yeah. and then that person carries that with them yeah. or, God forbids carries it with them and then eventually attaches themselves to somebody who's innocent or somebody doesn't right. know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but Ouija boards, God, if, if, if we could... Look back at the history of Ouija boards and how many people have stories based on things that they invited that they didn't, that you they know, didn't that they didn't want. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, it, I actually have a, a quick story about that too, because, uh, I have some cousins who mm-hmm. decided to make their makeshift version mm-hmm. of a Ouija board. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember what cousins exactly were involved, but I know my cousin Mike was one of them
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they made up their own, uh, 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 um, Ouija board on paper mm-hmm. they made up the planchette and everything
3: mm-hmm.
0: in the beginning it was all fun and games yeah. because nothing really happened
3: right.
0: It wasn't until all of a sudden this thing started to move on its own mm-hmm. that You know and it started saying things or spelling things out to them that were they were like, okay I'm done with this, yeah. you know, and it and it didn't even have to be a board It was just a piece of paper because at the end of the day. It isn't the actual tool itself, right? It's what you're calling and inviting
3: right.
0: yeah. that makes the difference. It's it, like the pendulum. Exactly. exactly. It's just the tool. It's, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, at the end of the day, these things are just tools, whether it be voodoo, a seance, Ouija boards, and mm-hmm. so on. But it's what you're inviting in, um, especially because, you know, based on myth, legends, and so on, uh, like with vampires and so on. Things have to be invited into your home. They do not have the permission to just come into your home. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Um, So when you use a Ouija board and Mm -hmm. you have a bunch of people around, um, I think, of course, using it on your own is probably a really bad idea.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Um, But using it with a number of people, who knows if it's...
1: Like, equally bad, I think, because it's more energy.
0: I think so. That's exactly what I was going to say, because anybody who's done an investigation knows that a lot of the paranormal activity that we have experienced mm-hmm. is all based off of energy, Yeah, you know, residual energy, uh, you know, uh, uh, any kind of angry energy that was left in a home,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, any kind of trauma. Like I was saying earlier with that video that we saw uh, the at the JFK at the OR, Um, you know, who knows how many traumatic things yeah. have happened in that OR, you know, people who died on the operating table right. uh, um, and and so on. So, you know, these open doors are just, You know, you got to be really careful when you're messing with stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You can't just go and think it's fake and play games with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when it starts to play games back, you're not going to be very happy about that. You know know what I mean? Right. So uh, I'm going to get back into the voodoo thing with with, uh, my part of the topic. uh, Because uh, I've really been into this story since the first time I heard about it. It was probably about 25 years ago. I've always been into, like, documentaries about the paranormal. I, like, have seen just about everyone that there is. There was a, par- there was a documentary that came out in the early 80s, and it was specifically about zombies, because I'm a huge zombie <laughs> fan. And uh, talk about different instances and, and, and stories around the world of people claiming to have seen a zombie, and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one story that stuck out to me is a story about a gentleman named uh, Clervis Narcisse. He's a guy that was born in uh, Haiti Mm -hmm. in 1962. Oh, I'm sorry, 1922. Mm -hmm. Um, And his story is that he's the only documented scientific and medical case of an actual zombie coming back to life. Wow. We've heard many stories, like the guy in Miami who bit somebody's face off. Mm-hmm. Then they ended up finding out that the guy was just really hopped up on uh, bath. bath salts and <laughs> yeah. things like that. You know, so we know that uh, that pharmaceutical drugs and things like that can cause you to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. There's obviously hallucin- hallucinogens out there like, uh, like acid and LSD and so on, you know, and things that can cause you to see things that aren't there.
3: Right. Um,
0: and this kind of touches on that uh, in a different way. Uh, So, what happened was, uh, this guy lived his life in in Haiti, and uh, one day he just disappears. He's like, disappears, and he comes back, he is like, got fever, he's got chills, he's vomiting, he's he's like, vomiting blood.
3: Wow. Uh,
0: He has every symptom of some kind of major virus, or like a really horrible flu.
3: Right.
0: So... He goes to his local uh, physician. His physician says, you need to go to the hospital. They happen to have a hospital that was uh, an an American hospital there at the time. Mm -hmm. Goes and sees the doctor. These doctors are just baffled. Like, they cannot for the life of them figure out what's going on with this guy. Nor the Haitian doctors or the American doctors, because it was actually two attending doctors Mm -hmm. uh, from the United States there uh, helping these people, because unfortunately, Haiti Haiti is a, a, a third world country. Right. You know, but they were just like, what the heck is going on with this guy? Like this guy is exhibiting symptoms of somebody who was like in a car accident or just like died, you know, like should be dead. Sure enough, three days later, he dies. He's pronounced dead by a doctor, an American medical doctor, and put in the icebox and kept in the morgue, which is another reason why he should have stayed dead. Mm-hmm. because of the fact that those uh, uh, iceboxes in, in the morgue, those things are kept at very low temperatures because until you're embalmed, they got to keep your from intestines rotting. and everything from yeah. rotting mm-hmm. and causing hor- really bad and horrible smells, um, especially in places like Haiti, because back then, especially at, 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 in that time, um, they didn't use an embalming process like they did in the United States. Mm-hmm. a matter of fact, a lot of countries around the world don't embalm their dead
2: Yeah, like Mexico. Like
0: in Mexico, they actually mummify them um, because they still feel that that person has a presence here on this Mm -hmm. earth, even though they moved on, and so they will mummify them, put them in a coffin, keep them in people's homes, and have relatives come and do like their memorial and Mm -hmm. their things like that for them, like that. Um, I think, matter of fact, the United States and 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 uh, I believe Russia are one of the only two countries who believe in in bombing and taking everything out and burying people properly and 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 so on. Um, so they put him in the ice box. The guy, you know, is officially dead on paper. This guy is not coming back. He disappears again. Gone.
1: Disappears from the ice box.
0: Disappears from the ice box. Yeah. Okay. He's gone. Nobody knows where he's at. Right. So, 18 years later.
2: (laughs) Just got up and walked out.
0: Yeah. 18 years later, 1980, this guy walks into the village uh, where uh, Clairvise Narcisse was from, goes to the home, and knocks on the door, and gets uh, a young lady answer the door, and it's a woman named uh, Angelica Narcisse, the sister of Clairvise. And he's like... I'm your brother, right? And she's like, no, you're not.
3: Mm -hmm. My
0: brother died over 18 years ago. I saw his body. We did a ceremony. He's dead. Who you are, I have no idea. But then Clarice goes on to tell her some stories about her as a child. That unless somebody sat this guy down in a chair and recorded his stories there's no way they could have known there's mm-hmm. there's things that as siblings or things that, you know, our parents know about us that only they know right. and nobody else does. And so he continues to tell these stories and not just that, but now this news is spread across the village. Right. Mm-hmm. You're getting all these other villagers coming out and they're like, well, he looks like him. He's aged like he should be around the age he's at Um and he knows things about not just his sister and his family, but the villagers. Mm-hmm. He has the town convinced that this is Clarice Narcisse, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, anytime a situation like that happens, you're not just inviting the believers, but you're inviting the skeptics. Of right. Course. So, of course, you had scientists and doctors fly out from uh, UCLA Medical Center and I think uh, a medical hospital in Boston. They examined the guy. Obviously, he's alive. Mm-hmm. Whether they buy into a story, believe it or not, they don't know, but they just tell him it's it's impossible. This guy has to be somebody else, you know? Yeah. And it was, I don't think they had DNA capabilities back then. And if they did, they didn't test his DNA.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or I don't even know if they would have had anything to match it with, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there's another guy, his name is, uh, uh, if I can find it really quick. Uh, last name is Davis, anyways. He actually went there as a believer and gets this guy's story. So the guy's story is that he woke up and somebody took him away uh, to a plantation of some Mm -hmm. type and made him a slave for the 18 years that he was uh, gone. And he says that they did it on purpose that somebody wanted him to be their slave and that this plantation that he was at, he wasn't the only one. There was tons of other people there that were all under the same zombified effect that he was. And so uh like
2: the movie Get Get
0: Out. Yeah, exactly. Like the movie Get Out. Um and uh, uh for anybody who hasn't seen that movie, actually a really great movie uh by Jordan Peele uh, about uh using consciousness and being able to transfer it into other bodies mm-hmm. um, and using the body that you're that you just remove the consciousness from and leaving them in a zombified state to serve you. Yeah. Wow. Really cool and interesting movie. Um, so that's this, this guy's story that mm-hmm. he was on this plantation with so many hundreds of people and that they used them as a slave.
1: There's a new one, Antebellum.
0: Antebellum. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I
1: haven't seen it either. But I yeah, haven't seen
0: that one yet. And I want to watch along it. along
1: that same storyline.
0: And so, you know, along with, like I said, all the skeptics, the, the gentleman, uh, his name's actually Wade Davis now that I remember, he wrote a book on this guy's story. Um, and so that book ended up uh, going on to become a bestseller. Um, they actually turned it into a movie. Uh, the movie is called. Uh, this is what one. I was waiting for. Was the name of the movie? Yeah, the, the name of the movie. I got it written We're down here somewhere. I'm to watch it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, you guys have probably seen it already. Uh, it's called The Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: yeah, The Serpent wow. and the Rainbow. I haven't
1: seen
2: it. You've never seen though. that movie? Oh my no.
0: Really popular movie yeah. in the I want to say late eighties. Like late eighties, early nineties. Early yeah. late eighties, early nineties, and it's about voodoo and and zombies and and using uh, uh, uh like magical potions and mm. powders to control people and stuff like that. Really creepy movie. It's got a real dark setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting. I did, I did watch it as a, as a kid, you know, when I was younger. I always thought it was a really cool movie. Um, and it, the book just so happened to come out at the same time as this documentary that I watched on this gentleman, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, uh, Wade uh, Davis actually said that it was a toxin that they get from the puffer fish mm. that is called the uh, tetrodotoxin. Now, what this does is anybody who steps on a pufferfish or anybody who uh, gets a pufferfish from the ocean and grinds this poison into a powder, Mm -hmm. it can be used to lower your body temperature, lower your blood pressure and slow your heart rate to the point where you actually are dead. Like you're alive, but so slightly alive, like ever Mm -hmm. so slightly alive. And they're thinking that this is what happened to him. And it
2: wasn't like they had monitors back then, too. Exactly. That kind of stuff yeah, you part. couldn't. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is the eighties. You know, we we were still, you know, cutting people's legs off because they, yeah. you know, couldn't fight infections and stuff yeah. like that. And so, for the most part, that's basically what everybody just kind of believed that he was under this spell of this powder that that was given to him. And to a certain degree, he even uh, agrees that he was remember being given something. He just doesn't remember what it was. Um, And that's what caused him to end up in the hospital and Mm -hmm. bleed and have fevers and chills and things like that because this toxin, this tetrodotoxin was actually taking effect on his body and that what the American doctors and the Haitian doctors believed was him being dead was actually him being in that zombie-like state where everything Mm -hmm. dropped so so low that they couldn't pick up a pulse, they couldn't pick up a heartbeat or anything. Or temperature or anything. Yeah, I mean, the guy was... Clinically considered to be dead and and like I said, he's the only guy medically to ever be uh, uh, Considered to be what is an actual zombie Mm -hmm. You know what I mean because of this story and it's so well documented like any of our listeners who want to look it up uh, You can look him up. His name's Claire Vise Narcisse Uh, His name uh, is actually C L A I R V I U S So if you're looking for his name, uh, you pull that name up. He's automatically gonna come up Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was a really interesting story because our topic is obviously, you know, tools that are used to summon, you know, spirits and Mm -hmm. the dead. Yeah. And if there's ever been a story about somebody who was summoned from the dead, this would be the guy.
3: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, for the most part, anything that has to do with witchcraft, curses, it's all still myth for the most part uh unless you're like a believer and you think you've seen things happen mm-hmm. you know in, in in that way but that they're actually scientifically and medically documented, no. Mm-hmm. You know, people believe in witches because they say they know witches.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Not because scientists say witches are real or because right. a doctor says a uh, witch is real. Right. You know, um people believe in the Ouija board because they've used it and they had an experience, mm-hmm. but there's no scientist out there who can honestly say he's proven that the Ouija board works. Right. You know what I mean? And the same goes for seances and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, it's just one of those things where science has tried the best that it has to prove and debunk
3: mm-hmm.
0: all these scenarios of whether or not the paranormal really exists through these mediums.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Or whether... Mediums and psychics and people like that can even talk to the dead right. because at the end of the day It's their word against everybody else. They right. tell you what they picture in their head They can come up with things that the dead are supposedly saying to you but You can't hundred percent say it's true Right, You know what I mean? Especially because so many people have been debunked, like Sylvia Brown, Mm -hmm. who was one of the most famous uh, mediums, came out on talk shows, was on Montel Williams' show, I mean, a number of times, Mm -hmm. who in the end was unfortunately found out to be a fake. Mm -hmm. She was a fraud. Uh, She was being fed information on people. And then she revealed that information as her being psychic and being able to tell people their future and things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's unfortunate because since the beginning of time, there's always been those type of people. They're they're called charlatans. Right. And for anybody who doesn't know what a charlatan is, it's anybody who preys on your uh, vulnerability and preys on your trust. And mm-hmm. and you're wanting to believe that yeah. something is real?
2: Just like some televangelists. Exactly. In exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and, and matter of fact, charlatans were created and based off of televangelists back in the days, yeah. false prophets. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so with time, you know, charlatans you know, have become more advanced, but they were the guy who traveled from town to town, selling you an oil that was supposedly going to cure
2: everything, Some Miracle everything. elixir. The, yeah. <laughs> the
0: miracle <laughs> elixir,
3: Yeah.
0: you know, to the point where, you know, people have talk shows now and they, mm-hmm. you know, what's the other guy's name? John Brown. I think it is. He's like another, like a pet, he talks to pets or, or he tells people that he can talk to pets or something oh, like that.
2: Wow, I know who you're talking about.
0: And, yeah. and, and so, you know, it's unfortunate because there's so many people out there who want to believe right. who've had, loved ones who've passed away (laughs) and and they sign and they want to believe they want to believe who doesn't want to believe you know my grandma I've have uh, many uncles my aunt cousins who passed away recently just in the last couple years who I wish I could just have one more conversation with you know Mm -hmm. and these people come into the picture and they do these things to make you believe you know what I mean so for me this story the reason why it stuck with me so much is because it's actually medically documented that they said, this guy's dead. There's, we don't know if it was tetrotodoxin. We don't know if he was really a zombie. We don't know what's going on. All we know is that this guy was clinically dead. <laughs> yeah. He has a death certificate. Wow. And then he came back yeah. somehow. You know what I mean, and uh, he ended up living out the rest of his life. He uh, ended up dying in 1994, so he actually went on to live quite a long life.
3: Oh, wow! Yeah,
0: after, yeah. After the uh, after the incident yeah. in 1980, yeah. when he came back to to his town uh, in Haiti, and everybody, you know, you know, uh, uh, finally got to find out fi- find out what happened to him, um, and so. Staying on the topic, I want to talk about one more thing. I wish my cousin was here because, I oh man, it would be awesome to her be, to be able to back me up. But I wanted to talk about Seances too because uh, we haven't touched on that one as much. Me and Raquel both had voodoo stories and you had a Ouija board story, which is yeah. really creepy. Yours is <laughs> severely creepy. Oh, but right. that's what the show is about. If it ain't creepy, it ain't working.
3: That's
0: right. Um, I want to touch on the Sarah Winchester uh, 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 situation because it kind of ties in. Because here you have a woman who, uh, if anybody knows anything about uh, Sarah Winchester, she had a husband who was the uh, uh, the heir to the uh, Winchester uh, gun fortune. Uh, mm-hmm. Winchester rifles, uh, Winchester guns, and so on. He passes away, and she was the only heir at the time, and everything passed down to her, right? It's a
1: lot so, of blood
0: on her hands. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, this is... Uh, back in the in, in the days this is in the 1800s
3: mm-hmm.
0: at the time she inherited stock in winchester uh, the Winchester company uh, a pretty good amount of stock. matter of fact, I think she almost had 50 percent of the co- of the company at one time as well as inheriting over 20 million dollars wow. which for you That's know 1870 right. that was like 500 million dollars yeah.
2: yeah
0: you know so this woman was considered to be filthy rich. Now, your average person would do what with the money? You know, buy a nice house,
3: to you travel. know, charity. give to charity, yeah, yeah.
0: you know, put your kids in the in the finest schools—at least mm-hmm. the finest schools for that time. Um, you know, help out the family if you can. Yada yada, right? right? This woman decides to take this money and invest it into building a house, which is now known as the Winchester Mansion in San right. Jose, California. Now, it isn't just your average everyday house. Mm-hmm. This is a house that if you've been there, looks normal on the outside and then you walk in and it's got to be one of the most abnormal things you could ever see in your life. You got staircases that walk into the ceiling, open doors that walk from the second floor to the outside with nothing else to land on other than the floor beneath you. You got windows that hang that aren't connected to anything except maybe like a string or or a pole. I mean, it's the most oddball house ever. Um, I haven't had a chance to go there. I don't know if you ladies I've had a chance to go. Been.
3: I've been um,
0: to go. My cousin Jennifer, who's a part of our uh, uh, research group and who uh, uh, joins us on the podcast uh, sometimes, has been to this house. And oh my God, when she described it to me, I wish I could look up the text that we shared that day. Um, the things that she told me, the things that she felt and everything. Um, and what makes this house paranormal isn't just the oddity of it it's the fact that uh sarah winchester held i think they said like over 50 something seances in that home trying to uh get her husband to talk to her somebody had convinced her that if she used the ouija board and she did these seances every so often that she would eventually be able to communicate with her husband and be able to talk to her husband she unfortunately ended up dying at an old age never got to talk to her husband but in the process of making this house, a number of of the carpenters died, who they say that to this day, you can still see them roaming the house and stuff. Um, I know people who I've read stories where they'll take Ouija boards to the Winchester house. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed inside, but they have taken them and they'll just sit on the grass outside and try and, you know, summon yeah. demons and stuff like that. So, you know, there again, you got <laughs> actually two tools now you got People who do seances and using Ouija boards, oh,
3: yeah.
0: you know, so uh, I just wanted to bring that one up because of the fact that that to me, that's a very interesting house. And it's one of the things that are on my bucket list mm. um, that I've places that I've always wanted to go. I, and I don't really even know why I haven't gone. It's in oh, California. It
2: is. Uh, yeah. It, it's I feel the same way, too. Like I said, during um, Halloween, they have the um, flashlight tour of the winchester house which is at night and you get a flashlight and i thought oh that's even creepier Mm -hmm. and you know why haven't we done this it's like down the street Mm -hmm. basically (laughs) i
0: mean it's i've actually driven to san francisco and i haven't gone to the the, the winchester mansion like it's crazy
2: my niece and my nephew live in san francisco Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Uh, Yeah. Maybe we could plan a trip when COVID is done and, and everything's kind of back to what everybody keeps calling like, you know, uh, the new normal. normal. Maybe we can go out there, me, Juanita and and the rest of the group take Raquel with us because she, on the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and go out there and check out the Winchester mansion because uh, it's definitely one of those things. Like I said, it's on my bucket list. I want to do it. I've investigated everything Southern California, you know, from, uh, uh, the, uh, Long Beach, uh, Queen Mary yeah.
3: the to Whaley. the Whaley
0: house. Uh, I've actually been to the Whaley house a couple times and, uh, uh, outside of our, you know, other investigations that we've done it at right. homes and, yeah. and the ranch, your family's ranch mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know? And so, um, but now we're getting back into the most interesting part of the, the podcast for me, which is sharing stories that have to do with something personal uh, doesn't necessarily have to be connected to the uh, topic of the day
3: mm-hmm. mine is um and
0: <laughs> mine is kind of like the lego that I'm gonna build off of that's gonna lead us into other stories kind of like your house
3: yeah.
0: that that's why I was like all right we're done with that story <laughs> because I want to hear more about it next show
3: yeah
0: and so uh mine's kind of brief so I'll go ahead and go first okay so uh as you guys know we have I've talked about the Linda Flora house so I'm gonna give a little backstory to to Ra- uh, Raquel because she doesn't know too much about it. Juanita does. Mm-hmm. So uh we grew up in a house on Linda Flora, on Indio, uh, off of Date, and uh, right next to where the polypool is. You mm-hmm. know the the Jackson Park, yeah. where the boys club and all that is. Those houses that are right across the street from it. Okay. I grew up there from probably about 14, 15 years old till the day my mom sold it after 24 years or something like that mm-hmm. of owning that home. And so. Um, uh, when we initially moved into that house, there wasn't really a whole lot going on, but as we lived in that house, parano- so many paranormal things happened, not just to me and my family, but to friends, people who would go and visit the myths and the legends about Linda Flora house. Have you met my friends? They would just overwhelm you with stories, you know? Um, but this one specific one, I think is the focal point. And a lot of the reason why, what happened in that house happened. And Mm -hmm. what it is, is I have an aunt, I'm not going to say her name. uh, And she uh, brought a Ouija board to our house one day, right? thought it was fun, just like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't think it was a good idea at the time because of the fact that we had had paranormal experiences there already to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so... You brought, you know, wine or, or beer to an alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Um, everybody t- was playing. My aunts, my cousins, my, you know, everybody. What gets interesting, though, is when my sisters, who are twins, mm. sit down. And anybody knows about twins. P- twins have always been known as this, the Gemini sign. Uh, uh, especially if they're twins that are Gemini Who have
1: special something energy.
0: special about them yeah, uh-huh. They just, I don't know why they say that But they say that there's something special about them That they can see and sense things uh, That other people can't So it hadn't worked really well for everybody else Right But when my sisters jumped on that thing took off Like either my sisters are 150% faking it hmm or that thing knew that they had something special there and was trying to like contact us or, Conjured. or 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 conjure something up because that thing was like moving for my sisters. After a while, it freaked my mom out, and my mom was like, "Yeah, you guys need to stop using this." And <laughs> and my mom at that time was Christian, but she wasn't as Christian as she is now. Now mm-hmm. she's you know church going, has a pastor, you know, right. does her daily devotionals and mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was on the cusp of becoming Christian. So she allowed that to come into the home. Um, and I honestly feel to this day that that experience is what amplified a lot of the things in that house that people started to see and experience and feel. Uh, like the, the, the story I told about, uh, uh, last week where a friend of mine was staying in my house. Right. I left. I come back, he's missing, and I'm wondering what the heck happened. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And come to find out that he left because something was pulling on his blankets and had made a mess with the stuff that we had left on the kitchen table, like a chessboard that we had left there. Something knocked it onto the floor and, t- and pieces went flying everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or uh, when I told you about the time when I was walking out of my door and I felt something push me
3: right.
0: in my back, it wasn't just a nudge, I didn't trip over my feet. I felt hands on my back mm-hmm. pushing me to the as i'm walking to the front door i turned around i was ready to fight <laughs> i don't care if you're human or if you're spiritual
3: you don't touch yeah.
0: me <laughs> i'm i'm a very personal space person mm-hmm. i don't care if you're you know sofia vergara i don't care if you're the most attractive model in the world <laughs> if you're in my space you need to move <laughs> because i don't like being touched i it's the same reason why i don't go and get massages and people tell me you need to go and get a massage you got knots in your back mm-hmm. I don't like people touching me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that instance was like, oh, my God, like, dude, really? You need to, like, stop that. I, like, I'm like, i not afraid of you. You need to leave my home or stop bothering me because, mm-hmm. you know, pushing me is not getting my attention. It's pissing me off.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I mean? I'm going to be as much of a jerk to you as you are trying to be to me. <laughs> You know, and...
1: It's and like Raquel in the Buddha room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, buddy, we ain't going to do this today.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I am not
3: the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I,
0: not today.
3: Yeah. So, you know,
0: I really feel that that instance, uh, uh, we invited something into our home, or if it was already there, we gave it... Permission. Permission, yeah. we gave it more power. What? It. At we what strengthened point?
1: it. And mm-hmm. like the... Like, how long had you been living there when that happened?
0: At that point, I want to say we had been living there maybe uh, five years, maybe six years.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so there was already some... There was already
0: some activity. signs of some stuff happening there,
1: okay.
2: but it
0: was never to the degree of but what happened after, after mm-hmm. that Ouija board incident. That just catapulted it even I, I honestly feel that that's exactly what happened. And, and that's the reason why uh, talking about our topic today where I, I, you know, it's about tools that summon spirits and demons, you know, we believe what we see, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: you know, and what we see in movies, most people for the most part get scared. A lot of people think it's just dumb, Mm -hmm. a dumb movie. And for the most part it is, you know what I mean? But just because it's a scripted movie that you think isn't true does not mean that in real life, there's things out there that exist that you may not believe in them,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: they're still there. Right. Uh, whether you believe in God or the devil or whether you believe in, you know, uh, what the American Indians believe mm-hmm. because they're very, very spiritual beings. Right. You know, they oh, believe Wiccans. in things like skinwalkers, yeah. uh, Wiccans, witches, mm-hmm. um, um, warlocks, you know, a- anything that has to do with that. uh, um, Sometimes you got to be really careful what tools you're using or what things you're using in your life that may be inviting stuff into your home, into right. your family's home, yeah. that you don't know if you can control it or not. You don't know if it's going to take you over, if, you know, if this thing's going to hurt you yeah. in any kind of way.
2: My spiritual mentor, um, his name is Father Juan, we call him Father Juan, he would always tell me, be careful what you buy at the Segundas, the thrift store yes. or at yard sales. Be careful what you're buying and what you're bringing into your home, yes. even if it's an object.
0: Yes, absolutely, so, yeah. 100%. Um, my sisters are, you know, they're they're like my mom. They're they're, they're big Christian uh, women.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, they believe, because my one of my sisters, she likes to collect like me, but she collects like little antique things, yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know, old dressers, stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and she will pray for stuff before bringing it into her home, yeah. just mm-hmm. so That's that she amazing. can at least feel that, she would if there's anything attached to that you know uh, uh object that she's bringing into her home mm-hmm. that she's not going to be bringing anything that may be attached to it that is right. going to be unwanted right. you know what i mean Absolutely. um and so yeah 100 percent believe that you mm-hmm. know i i i honestly believe that sometimes spirits don't just attach themselves to people but can attach themselves she's to object. objects yeah. um which is the idea behind the annabelle doll
2: yes the the,
0: yeah. the annabelle doll which of course they show a more creepy doll than the movies. Yeah. They have to sell tickets. Like I always right. tell everybody, don't believe what you see in the movies because they, they got to sell movie like tickets. Raggedy Ann in it was life. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, it's a Raggedy Ann doll in know, real like, life. You know, know what I mean?
1: Raggedy
0: yeah. yeah. My, my yeah. sisters had Raggedy Ann when yeah. we were kids. Yeah. You know, I, it was a brother and sister, Raggedy yeah. Ann and Andy. And Andy yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least I hope it was brother and sister. <laughs> and so, uh, um, yeah, you got to be really careful, you know. And so, right. what gave me the idea for today's show. Uh, Was that was Mm -hmm. that instance where uh, where we had the uh, the Ouija board that was used in our home.
3: Yeah.
0: And what I consider to be an amplification of what was either already there or brought into it. um, Because the stories get more interesting after this. There's actually one story. I don't know if I've ever told you about it. Maybe I have. It's the holy grail of the Linda Flora house. And this story could be not just corroborated by me. This isn't something that I'm just making up. Mm -hmm. My mom. I was a very religious woman who does not like to lie, can corroborate this story as well as my brother, uh but i will get into that i'm just trying to intrigue you you know i mean it's like when you're walking next to a restaurant and you could smell the good food and it's like oh but i got to do something right now but i want to go and eat i I just yeah yeah, i'm I'm just casting the line and i'm trying to reel the people in uh i I really want our listeners to to know that we got a lot of stuff in store for them as these podcasts continue yeah but uh, all right, ladies, that's enough for me. I talk too much. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first or should we let our esteemed guest Raquel? Let's no,
1: let our esteemed guest.
2: And,
0: okay. And the funny thing is I keep calling her guest. But after this, I guarantee you she can be like, so when are we going to do the next podcast?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm already texting you
0: guys in my head.
3: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like we said from the beginning. Yeah. It, this is such a big part of our lives that... Mm-hmm once we do things like this, we want to continue doing it because it's so much fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, but all right, Raquel, take it away.
2: Okay. So along the same lines that like you were saying about your mom, like she's very religious, doesn't lie. This involves my son. He's my 25 year old son and he's air force military ever since he was born, you know, uh, just, you know, thank you
0: for his service. Thank
2: you. Yeah, thank ever you. since he was born, he was like, you know, the God fearing going to be the best person he can possibly be. So he was five years old at the time. And my sister, my older sister was the librarian at CDA and we all know where CDA is at right Mm -hmm. next to the cemetery. And she would tell us stories about stuff happening and, you know, and she would always say it's a child entity. I know it's a child entity. It's definitely a child entity because the child's always wanting to play. Mm -hmm. Like it's, Oh, it's a playful you know, go. So I really truly believe it's a child. And, you know, we always, you know, knew that there were stories and she would always tell the stories and whatnot. So, um, I'm helping her in her library and, um, my job is for four hours in the morning. And then I go pick up my son. He's in kinder, you know, half day kinder. So I tell her, Oh, I'll be back. I'm going to go pick up Moses. I'll be right back. And she had me doing some stuff for her for Christmas. So picked up my son Moses, got him some Del Taco. We get back to the library and we're in my sister's library. And when we sit down, my sister isn't there. Um, So I'm like, okay, you know, she'll be back. Not a big deal. So my son's eating his Del Taco and I noticed that there's somebody in the bathroom because it's one of those sensor lights, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the light's on. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe she's in the bathroom, you know, not a big deal. And 10 minutes go by, 15 minutes go by, but I'm not paying attention. Somebody's in the bathroom, whether it's her or someone else. So then my son's done eating, and then he takes out his work for, for the day, and he's like, um, I didn't finish this. I have to finish this, Mom. And I said, okay, so well, go ahead and do it. So it's tracing their name, you know, the broken little dashes, and then mm-hmm. they they trace their name. So he's like, M-O-I-S-E-S. And he's sitting right next to me. And I said, okay, well, what does that say? And right in between us, we hear,
3: Moses.
2: Oh, wow! To this day, he tells the story. And he's like, "It, it's like it just oh, happened wow. yesterday. Yeah. And we stopped and we looked at each other and we did not know what to say. Oh, yeah. And it was the most bone-chilling hair on the yeah. back of your neck. The, I the, bet. In all of I mean, my years of experiencing yeah. stuff, that, to yeah. that right there was the worst. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, my sister Stella crazy. walks in. and Was she
1: in the bathroom?
2: Uh, I was like, no, she walks in from the front. And oh. I'm like, hey. And she's like, who's in the bathroom? Exactly. So I'm like, I thought it was you. And she's like, no. So she goes over and she opens the door and the light turns off.
0: Oh, wow. wow. And she oh, looks wow. at me
2: and I'm like, Sit down. Let me tell you what just happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow. That's
2: weirdest situation that I have ever been in. Where it was like, whoa, that's
0: right in your face.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. And
0: and that is uh, along the lines of what they consider to be an intelligent hunting, and as opposed to residual hunting. Mm -hmm. Anybody who doesn't know uh, the difference. Uh, who isn't into investigations, residual huntings are basically like a tape recording of mm-hmm. of something that can happen over and over, you know, like the Civil War soldiers uh being seen on the battlefield, battlefield and yeah. they continue to do that all these years later after That's after, after dying dramatically on, on mm-hmm. the battlefield. And intelligent hunting is when whatever spirit or whatever's going on there can communicate itself with you somehow, especially saying the name of somebody that it shouldn't know.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: It It says the name of reading.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It was reading over our shoulder what he had just written,
0: you know, and then you add the fact that what you thought was your sister in the, uh, the room and then the light turns off. Those are considered to be intelligent hauntings. Those are some of the most interesting hauntings because residual hauntings, um, they're interesting uh, because, you know, you, there's a really good chance of catching yeah. something at a residual hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, intelligent hunting is not so much because since it's intelligent, because it interacts with you, you aren't guaranteed that you're going to be able to catch that same action again. Wow. You
1: know what I mean? making a choice to yeah. interact with you. Yeah. Absolutely. And at. It's, it's will not when you're,
3: it's not, that's exactly what it is.
0: And and I think that kind of makes those types of hauntings a little bit more creepy and scary because whatever it is may, that may be is knowing how to react with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. What the heck? Like, yeah. you should be dead. Like, there's, there's no reason why I should be hearing my son's name called or having lights right. turn off yeah. in my house. You know, like, like especially with like poltergeist type yeah, issues right. where, where you get a poltergeist in a home, um, and it causes and wreaks havoc in a house. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's a really cool story, man. That's an interesting story. <laughs> That's a
2: good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I we love telling it. And I'll tell people And they're like Really? And I'm like Yeah Watch Let me call Moses on the phone You <laughs> yeah. guys can
3: hear it yeah. <laughs> and, and,
0: and that's the cool thing About stories like that Is when they can be corroborated yeah. by somebody yeah. Because as an investigator I've talked to so many skeptics With stuff that we've caught yeah. Pictures that I've caught And they call me crazy Oh you're crazy Because there's no such thing As a ghost Well yeah Because you've never seen one Because you've never experienced you it You know yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just as big a skeptic I've said that a million yeah. times but when somebody corroborates your story, it makes it that much more real, yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: especially to the believer yeah. the person who wants to believe that that story actually took place, you know what i mean and it, and it makes it interesting yeah and and it's funny that you know during your story you were saying that uh that you that you and your son that it's so vividly you know uh, have has stuck in your head all these yeah. years that you guys love recounting the story, yeah, because that's one thing me and Juanita have talked about mm-hmm. um how these stories were so significant and and what happened
3: mm-hmm. that
0: it's like playing a tape over in your head because yeah. you could recount everything that happened. Exactly. You know, the, the voice, what it sounded like, yeah. the light turning off and, and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It isn't like a story that you made up for your friends that you just wanted to, you know, mess with their heads right. and then Six months later. Hey tell that story again. Yeah, now you're trying to remember. What did I tell you? What did I say? It's like my dad used to always say when they would pull suspects
2: into the room and interview them and then let them go and then interview them again
0: Did See their story the change? change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know what it's funny you say that because uh, uh, my wife she's uh Been with the juvenile for 19 years. Yeah. So she has to deal with a lot of the young inmates that go to the juvenile her favorite shows are uh, uh, the uh, cop shows and, mm-hmm. you know, how did they die and yeah. and all the different, you know, snapped and yeah. all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And when I sit down and watch these shows with her, uh, which I can't do often because they upset me mm-hmm. because of the fact uh, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. <laughs> but. So many times that's been said exactly like you said, the cop will pull somebody in there mm. and then a week later, a month later, they pull that same exact person in there yeah. and now the story's changed. And that's when the cop knows, okay,
2: something's, right something's up yeah.
0: <laughs> because when you tell the truth, the truth, yes. one thing about the truth, that's always, always going to be the truth. You know, yeah. People will always tell you, you know, there's his story, there's her story. Then there's the truth.
3: Yeah. It's
0: because no matter who tells the story, the truth is the truth. Yeah. I'd say that that, Action figures black, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Because what we recognize is that color is black. You can call it purple, she can call it pink, still gonna be but black, but it's still gonna be black. <laughs> so yeah, it's it it's a yeah. trip. But uh man, that's a good story. That's an interesting story. I love I love contact stories like that where mm-hmm. some where a spirit can contact somebody or say things that that yeah. kind of like, you know, throw people off, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Definitely all
0: right, Juanita. Okay. You're up.
1: I don't have a story of a spirit contacting me, but since we're talking about voodoo mm-hmm. and, um, burqueria mm-hmm. and, santeria, and, um, this is, um, this happened to my mom. So my mom went, um, had a stretch of, of bad luck. My family did, um, after my dad died and, um, and it affected us in lots of different ways, including financially. And, um, and it kind of reminded me of. Um, I remember when I was little, family in Mexico, my mom would never send our school pictures to family in Mexico. Um, and I always thought that was weird because, you know, she'd like, you know, I'd have my little packet of pictures or whatever. And she's like, no le mando a Mexico. And I'd be like, why? That's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, yeah. whatever. Right. Okay? Okay. You know, and she's like, no, no. And then, like, I would ask, but why? Like, I wanted to know. Like, why don't you send them pictures? Because I would go to visit my family during the summer in Mexico, and there was everybody else but not us, you know? So I thought that was strange. And um, so then later on, my sister's like, it's because, you know, they do voodoo or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I had this one aunt that was a little bit suspect and
0: um, so it's a good word
1: <laughs> so anyway um so, so that kind of brings me to then so my mom again she has like my my father passed away and my mom had some financial difficulties and you know just things were not going her way like no matter how hard she tried no matter what um so it was like I don't know something like she it was like we would We would talk about, like, like, there's there's a curse or something, you know, something's going on. Mm -hmm. So my sister um, would take her, my mom had this cute little, like, you know, her little car. And my sister, you know, was her pride and joy. So my sister would take it to, to like, get it washed and whatever. And um, one day she went and she was vacuuming it. And she found, um, she found on the passenger side, these, like, little tiny spiders. And like they're all over, mm. like underneath the mat. So she vacuumed them all up. And under my mom's side, the driver's side, she lifted the mat, and there was salt. What? There yeah, was salt. I mean, I, and anybody who knows, yeah, that's how salt means. It's not good. No. And so my sister was like, "Where did you know?" So she pulls my mom from the house. Did you like what? Did you spill something? What happened here? How did this get mm-hmm. here? My mom was baffled, and to this day we don't know how that got there. The spiders, you know, of course that's. I mean, that it's happen. But still, right? Still. but salt. Yeah. And so my sister vacuumed it up, and then like little by little things got a little better. Mm-hmm. Not much, but I mean, to me that just stays in my mind. I mean, for yeah. people who don't believe,
0: I don't blame you. I in mean, those
1: types of things, I. To me, that's proof that, mm-hmm. like, somebody somewhere somehow—oh,
0: yeah—had
1: had, had ill will. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, choice, I, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yeah, absolutely.
0: So basically, it was your picture that was in the uh, uh, it was jar in the of water, water the cow's it was house. In the
3: water yeah. No,
0: that's—you <laughs> know—it it, it's a very interesting story because it goes along the lines of what we were talking about earlier with the voodoo and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. You know, and I hate to really say this because I love all my family with all my heart, but sometimes family could be some of the worst.
1: Right. You know. Yeah. Without
0: getting into detail.
3: Yeah. You
0: know, uh, against you or against your family yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And and I understand why she didn't want to send pictures to yeah. Mexico for any reason. You know, uh, and as for the salt, I mean, right away once you said and we saw salt, and I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> because salt. Is used to keep something away.
3: Yeah.
0: It's used to protect yourself or to keep something away or something you don't want near you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that just makes you start to think like, what the heck?
2: something's yeah. not right. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. is
0: definitely not right. What it is, we don't know, but I'm not taking my chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. we've said, you know, in the podcast earlier, everything we talked about today, you know, you can take it with... A grain of salt, (laughs) unintended. Or you can use it as a tool against the things we're talking about. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm never gonna tell my my listeners or our listeners what to believe in. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a free will as far as I'm concerned. Right. And so everybody is entitled to believe what they believe in. But because I love my family and my friends and the people that surround me in my life. I only want and wish them the best. Mm
3: -hmm. I
0: always want positive for them, whether they wronged me or not. I have and hold no ill will towards anybody. Mm -hmm. So if you are involved in anything like this, if you are involved in using Ouija boards, witchcraft, and you feel that it's something that you may have dabbled in that you don't want to dabble in, or it's something's getting to a point where it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I suggest you go out and seek help. You know, uh, whether it is your local pastor or like Raquel said, you know, uh, uh, her spiritual uh, uh, advisor, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that you trust and that you know can help you with your situation because you don't ever want to put yourself in that bad situation. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, only because we've experienced it. And I'm sure many other people have experienced situations mm-hmm. similar to ours with a voodoo room or a Ouija board Or like in my case, like I said, uh, Ouija board and and so on. You you just got to be careful what you're inviting in. You know what I mean? Always invite positive so that you can get the positive. You know, or or if you believe that the universe is the one and single only thing out there, what you put into the universe, the universe is going to give right back to you. You know what I mean? So like I said, I wish all our listeners well. I wish my family, my friends. Love you guys. And I thank you guys, man, for those awesome stories. Thank you. I got to up my game because for some reason, <laughs> everybody except me always tells the most interesting, scary, creepy stories. Or maybe I have to become a very better, better storyteller. I don't know. No, yours are interesting too. It's yeah. just that you already heard your own story. Yeah. So to us, it's I super guess. interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, my thing is I love telling stories, but I like telling stories like, Clarvin Narcisse, like yes. I like getting into the facts of stuff and yeah. doing a little research. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like that in my other podcast too. Uh, my brother says today's topic is going to be, you know, collecting, you know, Star Wars space helmets. Right. I'll get into who was the first person that created them, how yeah. they were modeled, the the company that. Produces them to me that makes it more fun and interesting. Mm. Yeah, and then I hear yeah. you guys' stories, and I think maybe that's the reason why I think my stories are not as interesting.
2: Well, I'll have you know that I'm gonna be up until like 2 a.m. Researching. researching
0: him now. Yeah, oh, <laughs> by all means, by all means. That's... I think that that's super interesting, and we would have never known that, right? Yeah, by yeah. all means, you know. Uh, see, to, to, to me, that story, it's like, how do you not know? Yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean, but to a lot of people who don't know, yeah. Who aren't like me, because I'm gonna be up till two or three o'clock in the morning <laughs> looking at YouTube videos and yeah. and you know, ten most creepiest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And 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 that's the thing about my mind with the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I see one little thing, and then it leads me down this crazy rabbit mm-hmm. hole mm-hmm. of things. And then before you know it, I'm Which researching like
1: hand in hand with mm-hmm. YouTube because YouTube will do that with yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my God, more we, than half of we'll everything. Yeah, and we should change YouTube's name from YouTube to Alice in Wonderland because yeah. the rabbit hole you go down on yeah. YouTube yeah. on anything, whether it's paranormal, yes. cooking, food, <laughs> music, yeah, <laughs> I like I find myself listening to a group and. then... And it suggests other groups, and I listen to that group, and then I listen to the next group, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm into this whole new genre <laughs> yeah. of music that yeah. I've never even heard before. Yeah, yeah. and it's I just crazy like, wow.
1: Algorithms.
0: Yeah. That yes. Are it, that, yeah. It's all so, based on these algorithms. Yeah. Right. You know, but uh sorry for ranting, people. It does happen every once in a while. Like I said, I talk too much. But no, thank you, ladies, very much. I really appreciate you guys sharing your stories. Uh, I hope the listeners enjoy this. Uh, I know Raquel uh, uh, wanted me to give her the platforms so that uh, her followers and people that she knows that follow her can listen to this podcast. I will be tagging her on Facebook like awesome. the way I do yes. Juanita and my cousin Jennifer, and I will be yes. tagging Monica as well because she's the one that shared the video so that yeah. everybody can listen to our our uh, our podcast uh, either through Anchor or Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and and all the different platforms as this show grows. And gets more listeners and more subscribers. Um, they will give us more and more platforms. Uh, so that our show can be on everything out there. Yes. You know, from iTunes and, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And I, I'm looking forward to that. Because I just, man, I, I love talking about the paranormal so much. Yeah. Um, it's, like I said, such a huge part of my uh, life as, as well mm-hmm. as your guys. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for all the cool and interesting stories. You know? And, and, and if you guys have friends out there who are too shy to come on and talk on our show, Mm -hmm. but they're willing to share their story with you Mm -hmm. and have you repeat it on air, you know, by all means, Mm -hmm. if you know somebody out there who's like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm not the kind who likes to hear my voice on the radio. I'm not the kind who likes to do this or do that or whatever. Uh, But talk about this. This happened to me one time, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and you guys are more than welcome to do that too, because, you know, we're open to everything, at least That's what I want is I want us to be able to open to every age range as well as every, you know, type of paranormal story out there. I want to know if people got abducted by aliens, which I don't have a personal (laughs) story about that. I have a story that involves my mom and my brother-in-law. We're going to get to that when we do Mm. the UFOs and paranormal and alien show. I love it. To this day, I'm still a huge skeptic and I make fun (laughs) of both of them. But their story is one of the most interesting UFO stories I've ever heard.
1: Oh, I
0: can't wait to hear that. Almost paranormal in a way, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you, uh, based on how it broke down, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but like I said, that's a story for another day. (laughs) Uh, We have so
3: many. Yeah, I know. There's just
0: so much to talk about (laughs) that we can go on for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) But I don't think our podcast listeners want to listen to a podcast for three hours. (laughs) Uh, So our email is cvprg2014 at gmail.com. Our other email is paranormal at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we are Coachella Valley Paranormal Research Group on Facebook. We got a lot of interesting stories, pictures, a lot of uh, uh, paranormal pictures that I've caught, I put on there. I put videos on there uh, of me and my wife uh, uh, doing, uh, well, not us specifically, but when we were on the Queen Mary, they did a flashlight test that was one of the most coolest experiences of my life. Um, so... Any way you guys want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us, send us emails, call us, or, or find us on Facebook. Yeah. And hopefully soon, our Instagram, which I'm hoping Juanita, oh, when yeah. she gets a chance, she will be able to get to and build yeah. our, our our Instagram for uh, Weird Stories of the Paranormal yes. so that people could share that way. Because we want to hear from you guys. Absolutely. We love our listeners. We thank you guys. And we want to hear everything from you guys that you guys have to tell us. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, your son for serving. Thank you. Appreciate his service to all those soldiers out there on the front line. And I also want to thank all the nurses, doctors, nurse practitioners, uh, anybody who works in the medical field who is currently dealing dealing with this COVID situation, whether you believe it is real or not, there's people out there who are being affected by it. And I just want to send a shout out to all those people, the EMTs, everybody, uh, because they put themselves out there when they don't have to. Yeah. And so I really appreciate what they do. Want to send a shout out to the teachers out there because this was actually a subject I talked about with a friend of mine the other day. I really give you guys a lot of props. I don't know how you guys yeah. do it right now with the COVID situation. Um because being able to keep kids interested in school and interested in athletics and all the things yeah. that they that you would normally have them right next to you doing right. you now cannot do because of covid mm-hmm. you know so i really give you guys a lot of props for for hanging in there and having the patience and and teaching our future yeah thank you so thank <laughs> you guys very much appreciate you guys we will see you guys next week for episode five raquel you're more than welcome to come back next yes, week if you have the time you, i would love to hear more stories yes. i will be coming up with our next topic and letting you guys know what it is so you guys can research it yes. and, and, and talk about it any way you guys can. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.